0: Minus 3, with Dave Damoschek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to the newest episode of Minus 3, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all season long, whatever that season may be, for exclusive offers and odds boosts. FanDuel, more ways to win, and if you're going to go to... Make a bet. You may as well help your pals out here at minus three bet at fan slash minus three. It's the word minus the number three and follow along for all the fun at minus three pod. We have much to kibitz about the NFL schedule is now out. It was already out basically, but everybody reacts like it's new information as of Wednesday night. We got to chop that up. Um, all things going rosy for baseball fans in New York City. The Metropolitans and Yankees both uh, playing very well. The Yanks, though, still looking up at the Red Sox a game back at uh, at the time of this recording. And, of course, the puck's about to drop in the NHL. And the ball's about to tip in the NBA playoffs. Here to break it all down with us, as always, on our second episode of the week. It's the great Kevin
1: Hench. What's the poop, fella? Oh, good to be with you, Shek. it's it's bad times in Boston as you can at the Celtics yeah, I I was I, know. I was glad to uh I mean I was happy to be right I guess when I, I told our listeners uh that Celtics would not show up against the heat and boy boy did they not good call good call uh, and and uh and then uh, and then the Red Sox are um I think they're we, we call it now regressing to the mean mm-hmm you know, this is who they are. They're, they're not very good. And uh, sadly, the, the Yankees are getting healthy and we'll, we'll blow by them. And that'll be about a 10 game gap by mid-August. So if you want to make some money there, it's right there for you. The The Red Sox roster is so shallow. It's
0: like five great players and then a, a bunch of bums. Well, I gave uh, on extra points with uh, with cousin Sal. Uh, that episode is out there for you to to go listen to. I gave you Jamison Tyone down in Tampa um, to keep the Yanks' roll going. Bet on that one, and also take the under. Um, Double up on that one. Yanks win and under 8.5 is the way to go there as we jump into our best bets quickly, though. Go back and listen to the first episode of Minus 3 this week if you're a puck enthusiast. Specifically, we're focused in on the mighty East division. The Isles and the Pens are going to get going. Spaghetti said just before we started rolling here that it's now been announced finally. I mean, what in the hell, NHL? The the NFL doesn't (laughs) kick off for four (laughs) months, and we knew who everybody was playing um, after New Year's Eve. Literally, we knew pro football team schedule next year before we knew the drop of the puck in the NHL playoffs this week. Get your act together, NHL. Okay, fine. Um, but uh, so that's set. And then we have the Caps and Bees getting ready to get it on as well. We'll get into those best bets, but like I say, Josh Yowie from The Athletic joined earlier in the week for a breakdown of those two matchups to help get your mind right before you put your wager down there. And then for people who like sports and or true crime, a cold case to beat the band, me and Yowie deep-dived on the 1989 heist of the Hart Trophy that should have gone to Lemieux. Instead, Gretzky stole it. And um, so we deep dive on that crime and, uh, and and try and solve the reasons behind it. Go back and listen to that one. Anyhow, to the here and now, Hench, start us off. Your best bets for the coming few days. Okay,
1: well, uh, right out of the gate, uh, you know... I like the Bruins to come out of the Mass Mutual, and I I liked them against the. Whoa, the evil. you're just I, jumping
0: I, to the end, huh? No, no, no.
1: Well, I, you know we got to get there first, so I I like them against the Evil Caps and and Doctor Evil Tom Wilson mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. I think they'll they I think they I I think they're considerably better than that Capitals team right now. I mean, when you watch Taylor Hall, the jump he's resurrected David Krejci like they they look. Mm. They, they, they've timed it exactly right. I mean, and, and even down the stretch, you know, they were going into the third period with like 35 to nine shots on goal advantages. Like they, they, they're, they're peaking at the right time. I think they'll beat the Capitals. So uh, they, that starts on Saturday. Uh,
0: here's one. You know what? I'm jumping in with you right there. I, this one, I feel quite sure of, I think that the Bruins, it's been a, it's been a, long haul to this point and I've been down on the caps all season long and it's just now starting to turn the corner they can't skate they're not built to skate with the Bruins or the Penguins and I think they're going to get exposed here I'm with you 100% the Bruins uh, minus 138 to win that series. I think that's a, a, a great bet. And it's a little deep in the weeds. Like you say, now they have a second line that actually has some punch there beyond the perfection line. Brad Marchand, as unlikable as he is, that's how good he is too. Um, I love the uh, the bees here. And on the blue line, in the person of, of Carlo, they now have somebody now back. Tom Wilson put him out for a month. But, man, that guy is the antidote to all the big bodies that the Caps like to put in front of the goalie and push guys around. That gives them some literal pushback on the Caps' puncher's chance of winning this series. I'm, I'm with you. Bruins, go.
1: Okay. Now, the, uh, the aforementioned Red Sox, um, they – Th- th- their lineup is like the Marianas Trench. Like it, it, there is a cliff they fall off of after their fifth hitter. Like when after Rafael Devers bats, go make a sandwich, go play with your kids. It'll be an hour before there's any chance of the Red Sox scoring another run. Franchi Cordero, Hunter Renfro, and Bobby Dalback have had 283 at bats. That's not a small sample. 283 at bats, they're hitting a collective 190, and they've struck out 95 times. So they strike out more than a third of the time. If you have a runner on third and nobody out, and Hunter Renfro, French, Franchi Cordero, and Bobby Dalba coming up, you have about a 10% chance of scoring. Like they these guys cannot make contact. And Hunter Renfro and Franchi Cordero couldn't make contact in San Diego. Padres fans were like, You those guys are in the majors? Oh, yeah, they're playing every day for the Red Sox. So the Red Sox lineup is crazily shallow. But then when you look at the Angels who come to town, who come to the Fens this weekend, Jose Iglesias was hitting fifth twice for the Angels, like last week, that that after you survive Otani and Trout, like you can kick back and relax too. So I say hammer the under Angels Red Sox, all three games this weekend these two lineups are anemic. I mean, you have your superstars. You, you have your J.D. Martinez. You have your Mike Trout. You have your Xander Bogarts. But, like, those guys can only do so much. And then and then it's just a chasm. It's an unbridgeable chasm until those guys come back up again.
0: So hit that under. The well, um, Red Sox the, the, could sign uh, Albert Pujols if they need an extra bat. He's available. S-
1: sad to say, huge upgrade over Hunter Renfro and Franchi Cordero. Um and sadly, Bobby Dahlbuck is 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 going to be a bust too. Um, the the over under win totals come out. I'm not even though I'll do it and I'll lose money. I'm not going to throw out the Cowboys over nine and a half because I bet the Cowboys over every year. I look at that team and I go, oh my god, thirteen and three, easy, and the, and then they suck. I, I won't I won't make our listeners do that. But I do think Jets under six. Everyone knows the Jets are heading in the right direction, but. Uh, the, wow, there's that a
0: good one. I love this. That, this is that,
1: fun. that division is is brutal. Is 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 brutal and getting more brutal. Uh, they they will be the underdog in those six games in the division, and then uh, the AFC East plays the NFC South. And I I know people think uh, that there's going to be a big drop off in the NFC South, but I don't I I don't think the Saints are good. And I they and and this idea that like. Uh, Breeze you know like that Breeze was how big a part of why they were good
0: like people might be surprised at how good the Saints are without Drew Breeze I um, hench, boy oh boy you and me see they they say good drama needs conflict we have none of that here so this is bad drama I said almost verbatim this to Cousin Sal 12 hours ago that's exactly right that you know all those win totals I you know I don't have a sunny disposition, and yet I find myself at this time of the year looking at these season win totals for the 32 NFL teams. And I can make a case for almost every single one of them going over uh, that win total. That is my number one of all the ones out there. My number one is the Saints over nine. This th- That roster is loaded up. For a former first overall pick in Jameis Winston, who who's performed just fine over the course of his career. Yeah, he has a propensity to throw some picks. He still has a chance to turn his corner with one of the great actual genuine article QB whispers of the 21st century in Sean Payton. How big a drop-off do people perceive there to be from a guy who couldn't push the ball past 20 yards to a first overall pick in Jameis Winston now new and improved with Lasix on them eyeballs. I think that's a good pick and the same people who, who harumph it like Jameis Winston, like those are the people that are telling you the Browns, Hey, they, they're the best team that has the best potential to take down Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. Like, you think they're not trying to hide Baker Mayfield to some degree in Cleveland there? You think you think Baker Mayfield's better than Jameis Winston? Are we sure about that? That side-by-side math makes me feel even better about Jameis Winston getting more snaps than Taysom Hill in New Orleans. And that team with the Falcons not being great, the Panthers not there just yet, and a 44-year-old quarterback in Tampa Bay. I, 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 and by the way, the other big thing to keep in mind, Hench, and everybody else within the sound of my voice... There's an extra game and that throw I, I my, my brain hasn't um, hasn't fully grasped it yet but when you see those win totals of like nine I don't know that's a little bit tough you know that's a that's a game oh there's 17 games you don't think they're gonna win uh, they're not gonna win 10 out of 17 with that roster come on so when you go to the window with
1: your ticket to collect and the lady says there's a game next week you're kidding me I thought this cashed. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so when Sean to your point, when Sean Payton must have been a little reluctant to dial up that trick play where Jameis just in the playoffs just made a throw Drew Brees can't make, just flick the ball for for a huge bomb for a touchdown, and then it's like okay, back to the bench, you sit back here. Now we're gonna throw a bunch of little uh, the pea shooter's gonna come back in and and throw a, a bunch of four yard underneath, the, you know. Even the most diehard Saints fans must have been like, maybe
0: that guy should get a series, maybe a series for the what? guy. Why? Why is uh, Taysom Hill replacing yeah. Drew Brees? The, the the best the best option <laughs> remains on the sidelines. I don't get it. Wrong. Hey, hey, Peyton. Yeah, good idea taking nine out, but you you put the wrong QB in <laughs> to replace him. But yes. Um,
1: and then just as just for fun, obviously I you know nobody knows anything about horse racing, even though the great Eddie Spaghetti gave us uh, Medina Spirit. He had some inside information on the Apparently. hemorrhoid cream, the the magic hemorrhoid cream. Where
0: were you the- in your wiener, uh, Spaghetti? How, where, where in were you around any hay making the pee on on hay or otherwise? <laughs>
2: no i have a I have a shy bladder I would never be able to to pee in public on on a stack of hay like that
0: <laughs> what if, what if that's the, where the scheme what if that's where the scheme fell apart like the the uh poison pier was like i I get shy can everybody get out of here take the horses out of here too that that, that would have been a fun wrinkle anyway continue hench uh so this is just a long shot but
1: unbridled honor is 15 to one in the Preakness. Okay, so unbridled honor is going up against bridled dishonor,
0: Ooh, Medina what? Spirit,
1: right? This is, this is the story, <laughs> this is the story. Unbridled honor is gonna win in an upset to restore faith in, in horse racing, and, and bridled dishonor, Medina Spirit, will will hang his head in shame as as uh, as unbridled honor cr- he crosses the finish line first at fifteen to one, this is gonna be a great story. It's gonna be a great story. I love that Bob Daffertz. Like, hey, hey, if I were a cheater, you know, I would have I would have been busted thirty times, not twenty nine, like I have.
0: <laughs> the, the cancel culture thing and and all oh of my that. God. It, it really is. Uh, it really is hysterical. And by the way. You know, whether it's the juice or, you know, you know, taking a dot, you know, some of our sports. I don't want I don't want it in the ones that we obsess over year in and year out. But a little bit, of, you know, a little bit of stuff happening behind the scenes with the with the horses. I like the sound of that. You know, I mean, that that's what we want with our horse racing, don't we? We, we want a little Tony Soprano and otherwise, you know, well
1: certainly if it's an anti-inflammatory, it's like, OK, look obviously you can make the argument the whole thing is cruel and inhumane and the sport shouldn't exist but if it exists certainly administering an anti-inflammatory PETA's got to be for that right (laughs) you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be pro Advil if you love animals so yeah I kind of feel like 1998 was a thrill in baseball. We all felt dirty while McGuire and Sosa were hitting bombs. We knew what was happening. But, I mean, come on. Let's juice these horses up and set some land speed records. <laughs> and and enough with the drug <laughs> testing.
0: That's right. I mean, that's again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Well, everybody else was off wringing ha- hands about Barry Bonds. Look at what he's doing. He's obviously juiced up. And he's, by the way, going up there in uh, half his body covered... In uh, in knight's armor as well to further protect him. Um, my question was, what about his old team? Why aren't they trying like that? Why aren't they all puffed up <laughs> like the Michelin men? I mean, like, what, what, aren't they committed to winning? Um, all right, I'll I'll quickly. I'm with you on the Bruins. Um, I really like that one. I'm more confident in that. But of course, I got a ride with the other black and gold. And I am going to in that series, which means that uh, they are destined to collide in all black and gold, second round in the East Division there. Penguins and Bruins, I do think that the Penguins are going to be able, the superior talent, a lot of people pointing to, I understand why. Believe me, I've suffered emotionally, spiritually, and otherwise at the hands of the Islanders more than any other team. There is no team in the history of sport that has caused me, More pain than the New York Islanders have as a a longtime Pittsburgh Penguins fan. The earliest, most visceral memory of sorrow that I felt was when the Penguins almost vanquished the two-time Stanley Cup champion New York Islanders. Had them on the ropes, down three to one. In Nassau Coliseum, back in 1982, with a handful of minutes left, they blow that lead, they lose it in overtime, and uh, the Islanders go on to win two more cups then. Of course, in 93, the Penguins, a juggernaut, have a chance to go three in a row. David Volick says otherwise in overtime of Game 7. I'm, and then most recently, and uh, most relevant here, is Trots and company just completely smother the high-flying Penguins. The difference this time is the Penguins have puck-moving defensemen and more overall team speed there, more skaters that are going to be able to work around Trotz's system. I tentatively... But optimistically, say Penguins minus one thirty eight to survive the game Islanders and win that. That is a good team that the the Penguins are going to be playing there. Um, and then for my third one, if we're deep diving here, going uh, long plays here, give, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers over eight and a half. This feels like a gimme again. Seventeen games, everybody go through the schedule, and I don't love the. And then in week four, they should win. But look at it at the entire schedule. And and try to explain to me how the Pittsburgh Steelers don't hit nine out of seventeen games with their roster. I, it's it's a little too doom and gloom for me. Those are my picks. All uh, all kind of future plays here. Not nothing uh, that's going to pay off by the weekend. But uh, I think you're gonna feel good with those winning tickets in your pocket. Spaghetti? How say you?
2: Yeah, to start with hockey quick, I won't go uh, too into it because uh, Hench broke it down, but I'm, I'm with the Bruins. I mean, in our extra points, company-wide draft, I took the Bruins, so I'm going to ride with them. I think they're the most complete team. To win the team. cup? I think they're going to win the cup uh, and then their most complete team since getting Taylor Hall. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, I, I, first of all, I hate the caps. I think we all do in this, in this uh, chat right now, we all hate the caps. So we're always rooting against them. I have no feel whatsoever for the Penguins Islander series, but I do feel pretty confident about the bees getting it done, at least in this first round, but I, I'm pulling for them uh, quickly with an NBA pick. I have an NBA pick for tonight. The Knicks clinched yesterday, uh, first playoff uh, spot since 2013. They're playing the Spurs tonight, but also was interesting interesting are the he- the heats are uh miami heat are playing the philadelphia 76 right now the knicks and the heat have the same exact record so they're still fighting for seating the six is obviously a way better team the heat are banged up right now so i like the knicks winning tonight they're gonna be pretty uh fired up for that one Baseball, The Yankees, they don't have a pitcher announced for tomorrow's game versus the Orioles, but uh, Dean Kramer pitching for the Orioles. He's played the Yankees twice already this year, and he's given up uh, nine runs in about, like seven innings, and he's 0-3 on the year. So I like the Yankees to win that one, and I'm going to round it out with some NFL futures picks. And I know in the last pod, I said giants over seven, especially with the extra game this year. I mean, a team getting back Saquon and team getting, uh, you know, Kadarius Tony in the draft and they're getting a pass rusher in the draft, which they needed. And they're getting Kenny Galladay on the offense. I mean, they're going to be better than, you know, there were six wins last year. There's just no way they're not going to be above seven wins, but I'll give you a couple extra bonus ones too. I know we kind of stick with the Northeast here, but I really love these on FanDuel. Uh, I was looking at the Denver Broncos uh, over under eight and a half at minus one twenty, the overs uh, minus one twenty. If they're not going to get Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think they are, I don't see how a team with Drew Locke or, you know, I guess whatever they're going to do at quarterback, that team is not winning nine games. Like they can win eight games and you're still going to get your money. They have the AFC North and the NFC East, I believe, on their schedule I mean, with the, with the travel involved, there's maybe two gaming games in that whole schedule for them. I know you could break it down in May. It's whatever. But the Jags and the Jets are really the only games I could see the Broncos definitely winning. And even traveling to Jacksonville, if Trevor Lawrence is who we think he is, who knows about that one. The rest of the games, I could see them losing. I don't think the Broncos are going to be very good this year. And the other one, there, which I'm kind of surprised Boy, about. I,
0: I mean, but it all hinges on the assumption that they don't wind up with Aaron Rodgers. And I, I just don't,
2: I don't fully uh, uh,
0: disagree with you about that. I hear all the whispers. I hear all his ex teammates saying like, ah, they're going to work this out. They're going to work this out. I do think though, that Rodgers at some point, Devonte Adams, notwithstanding, he's kind of like probably looks at that Denver roster and the, and the potential pass catchers and, and is swooning. He's like, I've had Devonte Adams for the last three years and a bunch of ham and eggers. Give me the, the young talent there oh. in the Broncos and I'll light it up.
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean Devontae Adams is probably you could argue the best receiver in the in the league and the uh, Packers tight end his name slipped in my mind had ten touchdown receptions last year. Tunyon. So and, Ro- Tun- Robert Tonyan and then you have uh Aaron Jones yeah, as well. But that's I mean the I Lemieux, don't
0: That's the Lemieux Robbie Brown effect. Sure. It? I'm not saying is Tunyon a great is...
2: tight end, but I mean the Broncos yeah, Noah fans and Ice piece. I know they have some receivers there and uh Melvin Gordon, but I, I don't I just don't see how to me the timing makes no sense that Rogers would go there now. I think the Blake Bortles thing maybe is more of a sign of an insurance thing at, as opposed to oh crap he's really going to leave so I don't know if if Rogers is not a member of the Denver Broncos eight and a half is a crazy number for them and the the last it is, one
0: but it is it is the great debate right now whichever side you lean to this is a good time to get in on on some on some futures here like week one even your Giants are playing the plus Broncos one yeah at home against the Broncos. If you think the if you think Rogers is going to land in Denver, then you better bet that now, because you're not going to get that good a number uh, by the time 12 goes under center there in, in uh, new Jersey against your giants. And the same thing with that. I mean, uh, the Broncos look at th- the bookmakers are a good indicator, uh, obviously of what's going to happen. And obviously they think that he's winding up in Denver. Look at, look at, um, uh, the odds in the AFC West right now, the Broncos have jumped past the chargers um, significantly here. They are uh, anticipating Rogers landing there. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I, real uh,
1: quick, real quick, real quick. What, what's Rogers fucking point? Like if I'd had, if I'd had Jerry Judy, I would have thrown a hundred touchdowns and zero interceptions. Like he had as good a season as a quarterback can have like, what, Hey, why are you mad at us? Obviously, we put together a roster that let you have an all-time season. Like, what, they, like, you know, how open do you want the guys to be? You just marched up and down the field all year uh, until we sent the field goal kicker out. But, like, so, obviously, it's a. It's not, I don't think about personnel. It's much more about maybe personality. And I love the Bortles pickup because it's like, if if Jordan Love rattled him, it's like, No, relax. We're picking up Blake Bortles to prove to you you're our quarterback. Could anything prove, like, obviously this guy's not going to take a fucking snap in a game. You're our guy. Uh, But I agree that you can't, I mean, I did this actually at the beginning of the NBA season. I I bet the Rockets under because their best player said, I don't want to be here. And it's like, okay, well, you know you're going to cash if he leaves. You know, so, so, you know, you, you, they make, they're trying to set that number based on either scenario in a way. And like, I don't know, I know Rod, this new thing of like superstars get to A, force their way out of a city and B, declare where they want to go. And I don't know, I I feel like the angry GM might say, okay, you can never play another snap here, but uh, enjoy your time in Houston. I, like I don't know, like I, I like what? Why does he? Ha- why do they have to deliver everything to a guy who says I want to blow up the franchise?
0: Because they cut their nose to spite their face is the answer to that. Yes, Rogers is petulant, as are all the prima donna future Hall of Fame QBs who are worth a hundred or four hundred million dollars or whatever. It's not the same as Jimmy G, who knows who Jimmy G is. That's why he accepts. Like okay. I'll teach Trey Lance, I'll groom him. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you do get the it's about the juice that he has, same as your boy Tom Brady had the juice to force his way out of uh, out of that situation. I and if you're the Packers, you can play, you can play high stakes poker and see how long you can leave Rodgers on the sideline. The idea I I completely agree. Ultimately, fan bases will side with the brand over the player because you can spin it as the franchise locally and beyond. You can spin it as like hey, Packers fans, sorry, you know, we're all about winning, but, you know, you know who has other things uh, that he's prioritizing over that. Sorry. Um, and then at some when push comes to shove, when I'm paying to for season tickets and I'm excited about, the, oh, it's a tradition perennially here up in Wisconsin to watch our guys in green play in the snow of the playoffs and make another Super Bowl push like that, it's easy to spin that against the, the guy who's holding you back there, but... Are you gonna really give up the the bounty that Rodgers is gonna get get you? I mean, you're, you're if you you could either be like, yeah, let's let's spite that sob and make him sit on the sidelines in street clothes, um, or we can get you know three firsts for him. Of course, you're gonna take. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I mean, then again, you're being held a- hostage. It's a it's an interesting debate. Why is it assumed that Denver will
1: put together the the most attractive package for the packers.
0: Well, because he could because he to your point, he controls it to the degree that Brady controlled where he went. He didn't go to um like Carolina might make sense or somewhere like that. People keep talking about these destinations like look, it's a as a fit with that with that uh uh roster, but he doesn't want to go to the east coast is is the word at least he wants to go to the west coast with it, with his uh, new lady um so denver makes more sense in that regard That's i why. really I mean, think like
1: the, the, the brady comparison like you know i mean brady was statistically definitely in a decline phase rodgers like i i just don't know i don't know what rodgers is mad about i just don't know like yeah you 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 were co-favorite to win the Super Bowl you lost a close game uh and 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 now you're back
0: and you'll you'll be co-favorite to win the Super Bowl again what do you mean Tom Brady didn't like didn't like Jimmy G behind him what do you mean that's but but Roethlisberger didn't like when uh, the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph these guys don't like being reminded of their football mortality that's it Brett Favre didn't like it uh, when when Aaron Rodgers was there, he retired and that like you're going to move on without me. Well, now I'm coming back. I'll show you like what? I mean, there it doesn't it, it's illogical. Yes. But these are prima donnas you're dealing with. All right. I mean, what do you mean? All right. That's 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 the fact. No, Russell know, Wilson does like, like, I feel they're like they're all I
1: complaining. Like, yes. I feel like Tom Brady and the Patriots had a much better argument for mutual divorce. Like just where they, where they were, you know, the home loss to the Titans, it all felt like, you know, if this is Tom Brady's last game in new England, it's like, yeah, maybe it should be like, it just felt like this, this marriage has run its course. And I, I'm looking at the Packers and Rogers. It's like, you guys are still having hot sex. Like, why are you, why are you breaking up? Where, where, where are you going to find a better fit? Like you're MVP. The team's good. The fans love you, everything's great, are you really worried that this kid is going to
0: win the job? Like, what are you worried about? Yes, because the ghost of Curly Lambeau that Aaron Rodgers is making sweet, sweet love to is is waving over. Let's bring that, let's spice things up a little bit. Let's uh, bring some love into this room here. Jordan Love, to be more exact. You're the
1: MVP of the league. Are you that insecure? Oh, I mean, what what
0: are you talking about? That's what Tom Brady did. What do you mean? The face of the league did uh, did almost the exact same thing. Rogers didn't like being threatened by somebody being drafted behind him without consultation one and two, which is very similar to brady he didn't have enough say in roster building right isn't that the isn't that the same and but then brady more recently is, he didn't like the, the he's like what what the hell happened here why did we kick that field goal That's why a- did we <laughs> kick that field goal that's legitimate i
1: i do think the why do we kick that field goal is a bigger part of this than anybody is saying and but- somebody also
0: pointed out this week though also, hey, A-Rod, you should have run the ball in there when you had the chance to. Then there wouldn't be a need to kick a field goal because you had wide open green in front of you. You should have been able to run that one in. But anyhow, go feel,
1: Yeah, feel free to risk taking a lick there at, at, at the goal line. Um, but Brady was not, uh, I mean, obviously fantasy is different than reality, but obviously he wasn't a top 15 fantasy quarterback in his last season in New England. And I just, you know, ar- argue, who thought... Tom Brady was going to do what he did in, in Tampa, hey. and, and Aaron Rodgers is a is a different animal. Like he's at the peak of his powers, which no, he obviously you're knows.
0: Mi- you're 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 misremembering, or you're ignoring y- his MVP season in 2020 was preceded in 2019 by a drop off, and that was a lot of talk. I mean, don't you remember that? I mean, 18 months ago, that was all the buzz was aaron Rodgers passed his past his best days that's it he's a liability that is well uh, as much as anything I'm, is what spurred them to to take jordan love that is what happened there
1: well unless i'm misremembering correct me if i'm wrong 2020 came 2020 came after 2019 right spaghetti i know he went 13 look and three up. i know look that up look but, that up
0: what are you saying i've you're misremembering. i i'm r- saying the guy's, two the, years the, guy's the
1: fucking mvp of the league
0: And he's pissed.
1: I I don't I like what I it makes I mean it I I just feel like you you he Aaron Rodgers seems a hundred times more petulant and more psychotic to me than Tom Brady did in forcing his way out of New England.
0: All right. I mean listen, we we (laughs) we can split hairs, but the the blur your eyes and pull back a little bit there, and you'll see that the the it's a common feature among 21st century prima donna qbs is that they behave this way well want- we just uh, we we there is agreed. a lebron there is a lebron element to it of of team building at the player level and i ultimately i like it it makes us uncomfortable as fans because we're used to a certain way of things happening but you know the players i think you can make a pretty good case for the proletariat right that that would First be nice all, that they should get to control it why do they just get dictated to- where they have to go we just
1: agreed that he's a hundred times more psychotic and petulant. So don't say splitting hairs. We're not splitting hairs. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a hundred times more out of line than Tom Brady was. But I just you're you're <laughs> the drunk te- guy on the boat. Your <laughs> your team building your team building thing gave me a funny idea for these GMs. They should they should send these guys. You want a team build? They should send him four hundred page emails. Hey, we'll need your thoughts on. Uh, we're thinking of taking this linebacker in the sixth round. Yeah, he yeah uh, he played at uh, Grand Canyon Valley State. Just watch some game film on this fucking guy. See if he can be a special team or make them get them involved in team building on the granular level. And they'll just, they'll shoot an email back like too long. Didn't read. Hey, you know what? I've decided I'll just play my position and shut the fuck up. Go ahead and build a team. Hey, maybe we'll even go 13 and three with your team
0: building. Hey, Aaron, can you take a look at these bobblehead ideas? Um, We're (laughs) thinking, We, we think Eddie Lee Ivory is overdue for an homage via bobblehead. Um, Just now, loop him in on every t- decision. Um, that brings me... Well, you know what, though, Hench? Actually, I said that to Sal on extra points. I feel like... I, I, Sal reacted poorly to this, but you'll understand the spirit of it a little bit more. I feel like when these things like... We know that no one's ever going to have 56 hits in 56 straight games. Uh, You know, there are certain records that are never going to be. But all these records that are unbreakable, when they do get broken, finally, it's kind of like, huh, and then we move on. It's not, the world doesn't stop when these supposedly unbreakable records or these great deeds. I feel like as much as we've talked about, literally us, but the world in general, about Tom Brady, and I don't think it's been celebrated enough. It's so anomalous in history that we're that I don't think we're talk- in in 40 years, in 50 years, will we look back and say Tom Brady, at the age of 43, left his dynasty, moved down to Tampa, and won a Super Bowl? Do you think in you know, like I say, a half a century from now, will we look back at that and say, what the hell happened? in february of 2021 that that old man went out there and won a super bowl or will it just be uh a distant memory for people well i mean i i hope
1: we remember it for the aberration the, the incredible achievement it was because historically it's always united with the chargers Namath with the rams jordan right. with the jordan with the wizards emmett smith with uh, the Cardinals, Willie Mays flopping around center field with the Mets. Like it's Gretzky with the Rangers, Gretzky with, you know, Gretzky putting up these huge minuses, like Gretzky's a terrible player five on five for the second half of his career to your, to your 66 point, uh, you know? Thank and you so for your support. I think, I think everybody assumed like, this is how this goes. Like you hit your expiration date. You put on a funny looking uniform that you don't belong in, and it's it's just an abomination. That's what happens. And Brady Brady is like Tom versus time, uh, Father Time not undefeated. Father Time now has a loss. I mean, it's like Foreman knocking out Michael Moore. So you look at George Foreman, it's like George Foreman, heavyweight champion 1974. Oh, also 1994. But that's a perfect, <laughs> but that's exactly right. We don't celebrate how insane
0: that was. That this is uh, insane that the insane. That the jolly old fat bald man who used to be the biggest tear on the planet is winning the heavyweight title back 20 years or whatever it was after the fact. That was insane. It's weird how when these impossible dreams become reality, how we're kind of like, huh? OK, and we just kind of move on. I don't think it's uh, you're right. I mean, that that's that's well put. Father Time, you have a strike in the in the L column <laughs> You're now. You're not undefeated. Old by undefeated. the old drunk man who couldn't run when he was 21, and 22 years later has conquered the sport of football more than any other superhuman athlete ever could come close to doing. You know, and
1: when when Brady wins his last Super Bowl in New England, it's 13 to three against the Rams, and he's he's kind of been reduced. To Trent Dilfer game management, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, he handed off to Sony Michelle. Uh the defense played great, but obviously Brady is is, you know, one bad throw from being a liability. And and it and it and and then there's his kid in Kansas City. So the torch was passed, right? It was like, okay, Brady has completed his trophy case with his sixth trophy. That's obviously the end of that incredible achievement. Now there's this gunslinger in Kansas city who is going to start to reel Brady in like, so now it's going to be like, okay, Brady's at six boom. Mahomes gets his first. Now it's just going to be this inexorable. How many can Mahomes win? Can he get to three? Can he get to four? Could he reel in Brady? It's like, Oh, Brady won another one. You, now when you look at the betting odds, people are like, I don't know if Mahomes like, but, you know, people are betting on the Colts. Like, the Chiefs are the fourth pick to win the Super Bowl. Like, they're already falling,
0: and Brady still, like, the favorite? Like, it's insane. You're no, well, that's right. A- actually, that's what I'm talking about, misremembering or ignoring things that you, not you specifically said. But last year, it was mostly skepticism. It was like, can he really go down there, and he's going to wear that uniform, and it's ridiculous, and Tampa St. Pete is where the great Tom Brady... Uh, sets uh, decides to set up shop and all of that. Now we've all washed off all those all that negative stuff, and now everybody's in on Tampa. And is that the smart play now, the Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC? To the earlier point about Aaron Rodgers, if you get him out of the NFC, I mean, who is it then? The Rams with Matthew Stafford? Who's the biggest um, obstacle to them to to, to the Bucks going back to the Super Bowl? I think that the Bucks. To go to the Super Bowl, if you believe that Rodgers is going to wind up in Denver, is a great um, is a great value to to take advantage of right now. And if you just, I mean, if you just watch the way
1: that defense flew around the field in the Super Bowl, you're like, okay, you know, you you don't. I mean, Tom Brady is still (laughs) excellent, but he's got a great defense, and he knows not to give the other team the ball.
0: So much going on, but let's take a minute here to talk about the NBA just in front of the playoff basketball being tipped off. One of the things I love about betting on basketball is I'm always finding new player props or game props, and that's what's the best thing about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine those props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called Same Game Parlay, and you can find them on FanDuel um, so many NBA market options, player point totals and rebounds and assists. You can bet the money line, the total on the game, point spread, et cetera. You can root for your favorite players. You can put a small bet down and win big. Odds are high, which results in great payouts. Whether you're new to, fan to a sports Sportsbook or if you use it every day, make sure you're checking out those same game parlays. They are a lot of fun. Eddie Spaghetti which one are you looking at right now?
2: Well, again, I like on Saturday, the Chicago Bulls are coming to Brooklyn, the Barclays Center to play the Brooklyn Nets with James Harden back. Look, they need to win every game to try to get that top seed with the Sixers right there with them. So, you know, they're going to have to come out, you know, full force, try to blow out the Bulls. I like the, the Nets a lot in this one because they probably want the top seed. And we're getting right close to crunch time with the, the playoffs approaching.
0: Boy, I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather get the Sixers or the Nets. I guess the answer is neither of the above. But you win that play-in game and then you go to seven seed, you're going to get the Brooklyn Nets now with James Harden. I don't know that that's actually a prize, but you will get a prize if you bet the same game parlay and you do it. If you haven't tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet— Listen up, new users get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Just place a bet and FanDuel's gonna refund it up to $1,000 back in site credit. If you don't win, all you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code, listen up, minus three. It's the word minus, the number three. Use that promo code minus three. And I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, a couple quick questions for you, Hench, that I have here. Um, and we did spaghetti, spaghetti
1: finishes th- picks because we. I felt like just- he didn't,
0: but I do want to say spaghetti and meatballs is coming up for a, uh, a deeper breakdown of the upcoming East Division playoffs. But I'm sorry, Eddie Spaghetti. Go well,
1: ahead. world's longest sidebar, but go Spaghetti.
2: No, I. I it was a. I it was a great Hench conversation, and I. And just to round out the the Rogers Denver thing, I think what it comes and I kind of saw with with Henge on this one too. And too just seems as being Smart. an insane crazy upset person and I think it's more to do with his relationship with the GM in the front office there and I think the time has passed we're going to move him. It would have been pre drafted during the draft. I just don't see it happening. I think it's right now under... You know? Under well, no, it's a financial uh, hit. Uh, uh, alright, alright. Well, I, I'll just, let's just finish this. Let's, let's just Let's just finish this bet and win people some money. I I still think Denver's not going to get him. It's going to be under 8.5. It's plus 100. The other, the last over-under I want to give out and you mentioned Trey Lance and Jimmy G before. San Francisco 49ers 10.5 ten, uh, I mean, I want to slam the under here at minus 130 because, what, number one, their division alone, with you mentioned the Rams potentially being a Super Bowl contender, uh, you have the Seahawks, Russ Wilson, you have the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, who seems like everyone's like second favorite team because they just love watching Kyler play. The 49ers would essentially have to have a winning record versus those teams if not sweep at least one I don't see that happening and Trey Lance versus Jimmy G when you have this kind of quarterback controversy where you have one guy who you don't believe in and you have one guy who hasn't really played meaningful football in quite some time and the football he did play was in a lower division and now he has to learn how to be quarterback in the National Football League in a very tough division I just don't see them winning 11 games at all Um, and I know Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius but Matt Money Smith was on here a couple weeks back saying as a head coach like his record is not great and I do think they'll be a good team for the future and I do think that Trey Lance actually has a lot of really good physical traits that I do love and they have good young offensive weapons Kittle and Ayuk, and so on but with like Bosa coming back from major injuries and other guys are injured and all banged up like I I don't see them winning 11 games I think the three of their opponents in their division probably are better right now so that's that's an easy under for me as well
1: but I mean spaghetti spaghetti Why, why slam that bet can't you just make love to that bet yeah. Well,
2: I, I, I want people to be after that whole uh, half-hour Rogers versus Brady debate. I want people to know like that's how passionate I still am about this one. So this is a slam, not a not a not a, a love making one.
1: Okay, thank you for reminding us to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. We forgot for five seconds. Hold on. So here's 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 where <laughs> we're at. Rogers is to selfish psychosis to Brady what Brady is to Rodgers in terms of Super Bowl trophies. So I retract the hundred times more psychotic. I, he's how, do seven I, times, how am I the one who gets called times. a homer? He's You're defending times. a guy
0: who ditched your team. You're much sicker than I am. About my teams, you have to puff your chest out for Tom Brady, who cares so much about your uh, your favorite football team that he ditched him so He's he could the move fa- to Florida. He's the father of my six children. What my do you six, care more about? My what do you six care more about? Super, Super Bowl about? children. Which 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 boss? Uh, as a Boston sports fan, which reunion do you care more about this week, Hench? The announcement of Brady coming to visit his old pals Belichick and otherwise up in Foxborough. Um, in what is that week four, week five, whenever that one is. Or Ben Affleck stealing J Lo away from A Rod. Uh, not, not that A, not the A Rod football guy. The A Rod baseball guy we're talking <laughs> the, about now. The less insane A Rod, Alex are we Rodriguez. Sure, we sure about that now? <laughs> boy, wear that. Wow. a Rodgers. Think about wow. that. You are wow. now the
1: crazier A. Crazy A Rod. Hmm. Um, well, you know it's funny. Emotion's a weird thing, but like I bet and lost for me a lot of money on the Super Bowl like I I you know I if you're gonna bet up more than your usual allotment that's the event to to open up the purse strings a little bit um and so I I just I really I, I looked at Mahomes I looked at Brady and I'm like this is this this number's too low whatever when Brady started throwing touchdown passes to Gronk I was like I'm like, I'm, only, I'm like, I'm so excited. I was like, I was like, this is, this is great. I, I, I was, my emotion surpassed my bank account. I was like, I'm, I'm loving this story so much. Now it's going to be trickier when the reunion is happening in Foxborough. Now it's really going to test my love for the old flame. But of course, you know, uh, and I, I, I guess part of me would love it. If Mac Jones was under center by then, and I could start to be moving on in my marriage. But if Cam's under center, I mean, obviously, I'll be rooting for the Patriots. But if uh, Brady, obviously, you know-
0: that's the big question. Do you know? Because people often have asked me as a, you know, a guy who grew up going to football games and basketball games in Pitt Stadium and Fitzgerald Fieldhouse as a child on up. A- versus my alma mater indiana university what if they played in the final four or pro- more more likely now with the the rising juggernaut in the big 10 football scene the indiana hoosiers football Pitt versus iu and the rose bowl who do i root for i always say I, I i wouldn't know how could i make that? It's not a decision to make with my head it's one that my heart and my gut will decide yeah. at, at the your time. body will your body will tell you you know this you know that you're rolling with the patriots because you think I, I, it's the right well, thing I mean, to do, guess, and it is know, the right
1: I, thing I, yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have some actual conflict there. Like, I don't give a shit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's just him. So, uh, if they're and, one and, and, and two, though, what
0: if what if the Patriots are one and two by the time that uh, they catch Tom Brady? Are you're really you're, what you're not accounting for is between now and this game is there being more dense in uh, in the, you know, the resume of Bill Belichick. Like, oh, wait. So he went week one with Cam Newton and he wasn't good. And then he went to the kid, Mac Jones, who has thrown five interceptions over the last two weeks. And if if something like that is what leads you into an undefeated Buccaneers game uh, against the undefeated Buccaneers, you're going to be like, man, I miss our guy. Please come back. Well, I and a lot of it, of course,
1: pathetically, will have to do with who's on my fantasy roster. Right? <laughs> We've all been there where your 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 black your Steelers are playing against your fantasy quarterback and you're like ah, this could be a shootout. I'd live I could live with it. You know, I, I, it's so pathetic. I had Oh, they get once. the
0: Steelers the defense gave up a, a, a gave up a touchdown to the Bengals C- which bengal receiver caught yeah, it? Yeah, which I bengal, was, oh, I- I, I had Priest Holmes, I mean, my only championship, it's so
1: pathetic, I'm so bad at fantasy, but I had Priest Holmes carry me to a championship one year, and and it was the ultimate result. The Patriots won, like, 41-38. I think Priest had four or five touchdowns. It was like, oh, this is the dream. This is the dream. And he's getting that. He always scored from the two-and-a-half-yard line. Like, he would just go wide, and, like, he's going to make it to the cone. Yes! Uh, yeah, so so I, I can't imagine that I'll have Brady again in fantasy. Although I did win a title with him last year. For all you which,
0: know, though, Hench, I, I don't. Nobody cares about your minor league thing with. Uh, yeah, I, Sam. Know, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I said I'm gonna do a rogue league. I'm gonna stick it to no. everybody. No, this um, wasn't even that. This wasn't uh, even that
1: league. This was my. This was my A ball affiliate. Oh, That's okay. why I don't count it. I don't count it as a real title. Like all well, the ones I was gonna s- won.
0: Well, like I was gonna—that's what I was gonna say. Like, you're, uh, don't worry. You may not even have to worry about your fantasy team. You may not have one if uh, if the kickout powers turn Look, the light—the the white hot light—onto you, onto the henchmen. Why do you issue. think?
1: Why do you think I keep Drach around? <laughs> you know, Drach. Drach is to me what your what co-owner Kamala,
0: in our league. What
1: right. what 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 Kamala is to President Biden, right? Like you're 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 gonna be like uh i i want to get rid of hench he's a fucking loudmouth. i can't stand the guy oh drach I, I i don't i, I can't I, I can't this guy's a sweetheart
0: Dratch no is a sweetheart. you're you're kind of like belichick and he's like gronk like that's kind it's that dynamic it's just like, physically, know, just just they're so physically gr- <laughs> only physically tratch <laughs> is the size of uh gronk's forearm but yes uh <laughs> But yes, I mean he—he, he, it's the same spirit though. Ah, listen, it's kind of lovable. What are you gonna do? So anyway, we'll worry about that in the future. Um, but I do think. So bottom line, our favorite over unders in the NFL to play right now. I think it a, a lot of it hinges on, as we say, where Rodgers goes. Um, and and the assumption you might make now, and you do have to. I mean, it is gambling after all. So you kind of are gambling on where you think this goes if you're on spaghetti side um, of things. And I think it, he is right that it's a little too lofty a win total for the Broncos. But if he is there now, what a, what a value that one is. And I'm bullish on the saints going over nine with Jameis and Taysom. And I don't know what else Sean Payton has cooked up there. Patriots total though, just to round it out here, Hench, give us your pick there. Over nine, you can get at minus 120 right now in the East, which uh. should be tougher. The Dolphins and I, you know, to me, you, you say the Jets going over six. I don't know. The, the the roster is better than that, I feel like. Um, I would do I would stay
1: away from the Pats. That's a that's the once again, Vegas has put the number at the exact right, right, there. right, that's right. place. You know, you're like, ah, um, I if you with a gun to my head uh, you're you're paying a little bit for it with the minus 120 but the 17th game I guess would tip me over nine and
0: you know nine and eight and you push 10 and seven I guess I would take the over. And I think you got to take the Cowboys in the East over nine and a half. It's not going to be a repeat. Oh, I will. um, Oh, I will. I will for sure. I am too. And 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 of course, like talk about just living in the rearview mirror of what most recently happened and reacting to that. The assumption that the East is just going to be junk again is uh, is is too presumptuous in my book. That yeah, their defense isn't going to be great, but I do think Dan Quinn is one of those human beings. More cut out to being a coordinator than he is a head coach. I think he'll tune that defense up at least to get it near mediocrity, and the offense should be dynamite. So I say take the Cowboys over nine and a half at minus 130. Yeah, there, the rest gonna, of the division, we're gonna bet ref- we're gonna bet the Cowboys over, and there, they're, there's gonna be one game where they lose to the Redskins. No, 17- we don't call them that anymore, Hench. How dumb is it that they talk about things that we don't talk about enough in the here and now? It's like that could never happen. You couldn't be a team without a team name. And like it's been a year now, like where we just move on kind of nicely. Yeah, the Washington, the the WFT. What the hell are we doing? Let's go. You're one of 32 on the planet Earth. Name the team already. Anyway, Uh, continue. uh,
1: So they so they lose to the Washington football team.
0: Dak will have
1: 442 yards passing. Billy Kilmer will be starting for the, for the Washington football team and, and throw three picks and throw for 92 yards, and the Cowboys will lose 17-13. And you'll be like, what just happened? What just happened? One team is a million times better than the other team, and the, the Cowboys always find a way. Like, you look, at, you look at Dak's totals, and you're like, how did you score 17 points? You moved up and down the field. Nobody could stop you. I don't understand. Uh, but that's that's the diabolical genius of the Cowboys. They get the least out of that offense.
0: Um, boy, I have so many questions, but I do want to get to um, spaghetti and meatballs. But speaking of that, Hench, we'll go fast action on these. So you're taking your official Stanley Cup prediction, your winner of the Stanley plus- Cup plus 1300 you're taking the bruins finally they adjusted the, the the odds on that so that at least the team that won the division is even odds with uh with the caps and bruins at pl- all at plus 1300 um to win the no, cup no my I- my my pick to win
1: the cup my pick to come out of the uh, my pick to win the cup
0: you hate this pick is vegas well, the problem with that is it's fine to pick them or the Avs, but the, the the issue is that they're either one is a bad value bet because they're the they they have the the two worst odds to get it done, and they're inevitably going to have to go through each other. So you're flipping a coin before you even get to the third round. I know that's sort of true um, with the teams in the East Division, except that they have much better odds. So I think that's a Pick pick your favorite out of the. I mean, I don't think the. I guess the Islanders could. I don't want to ignore them. No, but I picked the Bruins out of that bunch, but I think Alex Petrangelo raises the cup again. Hmm. I, I, I'm not. I don't think you're crazy to make that prediction. But the same thing is true for the reigning champions. The bottom line is for the NHL. The dream. I would think if you're Gary Bettman and you know, cause things never break the way they should in the NHL, they just, or they never go the way that would best benefit the sport. Uh, it, it, but if you could have your dream final four, it would be the Avs over Vegas, I think. Right. Cause uh, that they're more delightful to watch. The, the Vegas is fun, but, um, the Avs even more fun. Then I think you go with the defending champion lightning and, and all that, uh, firepower that they have. And then you go with Toronto. Although either way, you don't lose. Toronto is is the capital of the NHL, so I think the Leafs making a run. But you can't lose if you get McDavid and company in there. And then I think it's the Penguins, right? I I I I'm call, call me biased, but that's the team you want. You want Crosby and Malkin and the team that has three Stanley Cups this century. That's the dream Final Four, right? Yeah, if you're the NHL. Yeah, if you're a more Bruins than the brand. But I don't think it was, that would be your dream, um, and you and you like uh, Rask because that's who's going to get the the call. I think. yeah, was, you know, I mean he he
1: he had his uh, he had his arms wrapped around that Conn Smythe trophy, and then uh, Kelly Sutherland just looked the other way
0: when uh, Chari was assaulted. So the, the Blues get that tainted cup. Uh, still with this. We, if we get a Bruins and Blues series, we got to get ham on the show so you guys can have that debate again. Uh, last question, because Eddie Spaghetti has it on the rundown. There's a shortage of Chick-fil-A sauce, apparently. What's your favorite sauce? Not from Chick-fil-A, right, now, in life.
1: Uh, well, it's funny. I had lobster last
0: night. <laughs> oh, he's going to do it, Spaghetti. And, oh, he's going to say
1: and, it. And, and And melted butter... You just, you can't improve, like, dipping lobster in melted butter. It, it was so good. It was so good. Uh, I just don't think you can improve. I mean, as Eddie Spaghetti also drinks the butter coffee, butter's the greatest thing in the world, and, like, when you melt it and dip your lobster in it, even my seven-year-old liked it. Like, you know, she's like, tastes like shrimp. Uh, but in terms of restaurant, well, let me sauce. just say
0: this to you. Uh, first of all, I'm vain, so I'm offended because that's one of my favorite points on the planet Earth is lobster. This is kind of really what over the last year has been laid bare for you, Patriots fans. All this time, you thought like Belichick is lobster. He, you know, he's delicious. In fact, you know what really mattered more? The drawn butter named Tom Brady. Once you took the to- uh, took the drawn butter away and moved it down to Florida. All of a sudden it was just some shellfish, you know, it was nothing. Um, yes, the drawn butter is the true star and that, they that, that somehow the restaurants of the world have duped people for decades, for generations to come in and pay top dollar for lobster. How about this? Just give me some drawn butter and bread. I'll enjoy that, uh, Almost as much as I do the lobster and I won't be out 80 bucks. That's the, that's the, uh, the better bet. Continue. You could have a plate
1: full of lobster. And then if you ran out of butter, you'd be like, oh, I guess I'm full. <laughs> but as long as there's butter, like as long as there's butter on the table, drawn butter, you'll, you'll go into a claw you're like, oh, I think there's a little, there's a knuckle, there's in the knuckle, I think there's a little, there's enough lobster in this knuckle to dip in this butter. But if there was no butter, you would just push away from the table and go, I guess we're done here. Yeah, the, the drawn butter. Now, uh, this is a local flavor, which which won't, won't mean anything to our fans in the Northeast, but the uh, the garlic sauce from Zanku Chicken locally. Oh, and, you know, if you're looking good. for... If you're looking to sponsor us, I don't know if we can have more than one sponsor. I don't know how these things work. Spaghetti'll figure it out, but uh, yeah, the garlic sauce on the chicken at Zanku Chicken, locally, uh, it, you, it it does to that chicken what butter does to lobster.
0: I, I I appreciate that call. That's a that's a strong one. I have to think locally as a uh, native son. Of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, of course, you're welcome society for saving not, uh, you know, not our lifestyle in the mid 20th century against the Nazi scourge. I mean, um, gross food that your children otherwise wouldn't eat. You're welcome for Heinz ketchup. And I am not one of these. Um, you know, dictators like our mutual pal Matt Money Smith, or as I call him, Matt Mauny Smith. He's Chairman Mauny, trying to tell everybody you're not allowed to put ketchup on your wiener past a certain age. I say, shame the devil to you, Matt Money Smith. I'll put on my wiener what I choose. Ketchup, not Hunt's ketchup, Heinz ketchup is the way to go. And I also spent time in Chicago, Illinois. The greatest, I don't know if you call it a sauce, but Jardinera, spicy Jardinera on a sandwich, that'll jazz up any... Average turkey sandwich and uh, and make it sing like you've never seen before. Spaghetti, how say you?
2: Well, I am a fan of the Chick Fil A sauce. I'm a fan of the In and Out sauce. It is good. Um,
0: I will say. I will say that Chick Fil A sauce is good. Is
2: really good. Um, I'm a fan of uh, like a queso, like a cheesy uh, melted cheese mm-hmm. dip. Uh, I will throw out another curveball. And it's not really a sauce but it's something it's an addition a liquid addition to your food if you could get your hands on it's expensive But if you get your hands on some truffle oil uh, to really like spice up uh, like fries or something like that I think truffle I, I like the smell and taste of truffle and I think that's a it's a quality addition.
0: You guys little fancy pants well one's off eating lobster and drawn butter the other one's got his truffle oil um, I like by the way for restaurant ones underrated it's been around uh, forever, is uh, McDonald's with the McNuggets, the, uh, the sweet and sour sauce, and the barbecue sauce. Both very strong for your for your McNuggets. If your kids order a Happy Meal, make sure you get those included and dip your fries in there. You'll be glad you did. Um, I th- I feel like we could do another half hour at least on well, this Well, just one. real quick,
1: real mm. quick, because we didn't really talk NBA, okay. and the playoffs are looming. Yes. I had this theory. I had this theory. Jalen Brown, wrist surgery out for the season. Um, You'll understand the analogy. Okay, nobody knows when it happened. Like, there's there's no play it happened on. Like, you tore ligaments in your wrist, but we have no video of this happening. Is it possible that much like in Vietnam, when guys would shoot themselves to get sent home, to get out of that fucking hellhole, which, let's face it, that's what playing for the Celtics this year was. Fucking <laughs> Vietnam on a hard court that Jalen <laughs> Brown just went into his garage, fucking got a hammer, and was like, I can't play with these guys anymore. I, I gotta end it. I gotta end it. I gotta mercifully get off this fucking roster because nobody will fight over a screen, including me, by the way, Jalen Brown. Um, nobody will... Con- Teams do not shoot 65% from behind the arc if you're fighting over screens. They don't, if you're contesting shots, like the the Celtics played the Blazers a week and a half ago. The Celtics bench hit their first 13 shots, including eight threes and the Celtics were down five. Like they don't guard anybody. So I'm like, huh, Jalen Brown, you've had enough. You need wrist surgery. Or maybe the doctor gets in there and goes, uh, this is fine. Your wrist is fine. I know, man, just, just write me a note. Just write me a note. I cannot, I cannot watch this team not defend anymore. So that that's my conspiracy theory uh, about Jalen Brown, just having a, you know, a, a break, like, but much more, much more entitled to it than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rogers. Like, I don't want to play with a team that went 13 and three Jalen Brown's like, I, I can't do it anymore.
0: These guys don't care at all. I feel for you and Celtics fans because this is the worst. I think this is the, about the, the worst way a season can go for you is you muddle through the entire regular season. And finally, OK, let's make some hay in the playoffs. Let's see what we can do here in the playoffs. And then uh, essentially on the eve of uh, of the postseason, starting one of your two key players, that's it. And so now your chances are uh, are zilch. I know. I think you're, you're spot-on, even-handed comparison between being on the Celtics bench in 21 and, uh, and in Saigon, 68. Same. Well, Listen, set yourself I, on fire. You Celtics, know, just sit in the street well, this, and set yourself on fire, Boston Monk. The, the Celtics'
1: chances, you know, with Jalen's injury, they, they fell from 0.0% to 0. 0.0. Like, no fucking difference. This team wasn't going to beat anybody. They suck. They, they, I don't know. By the way... If Popovich was the coach of the Celtics this year, somebody would be dead. He would, like, I, I don't know, like, what is Brad Stevens watches these guys jogging around screens and there's no broken clipboard? There's no, like, he doesn't raise his voice. He just goes, come on, guys. We got to contest those shots. We got to contest the, those shots. That,
0: that's the Damashek curse. I put a pox on that team for, for making fun of me when I said that he was going to leave. Um, all right, listen, Hench. Gangbuster stuff. I could go on and on for another couple hours uh, about this, uh, about uh, any number of subjects with you here. But you know what? The puck's about to drop here. They're finally starting to announce when teams are actually playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So let's turn things over to our two pals, Eddie Spaghetti and Mikey Meatballs. We'll talk to you next week, Hench. And right now, let's talk some puck here with Spaghetti and Meatballs.
2: All right. We're back. An almost playoff edition of Spaghetti and Meatballs right before all the fun action starts. Eddie Spaghetti here with Mikey Meatballs. One of us very happy. One of us quite sad. Yeah, Uh, I know you're
0: saying we. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're saying like we're almost there. Not all of us. Don't use the royal we. You're on the outside. Hey, I'm watching. I'm still going to watch. All right. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please have your show. Go ahead.
2: Um, I, I didn't even bother wearing a, a hockey sweater today. Cause I, every single week I try to do it. And I get slammed by this guy over here now wearing a, uh, the original Columbus blue jacket Jersey. We'll share that picture on Twitter for all those. The one with the, uh, like the weird insect on the, the shoulder, the shoulder as well. Shoulder, yeah. yeah. Is that a Nash or is that someone in the back? Or is that a blank? No, I just blank one. Well, right, that I, is,
0: you guys are having a nice, uh, game of grab ass here. <laughs> They're serious business to tend to, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leave because I can barely even bring myself to look at Mikey Meatballs right now. The first place Pittsburgh Penguins—they claim the top spot in the toughest division in sport right now, and now they catch Barry Trotz and company. No, I mean nobody cares about Mar- Matt Barzell or otherwise. All they talk about is the Trotz system. It's disgraceful. It's like that's what that's what you're getting excited about is a is good coaching no one wants that i said the hench and i say it to you now all the world over wants the penguins to advance that's what's good for hockey lay down
3: i don't think i agree with that that's, no you don't um, agree with that that's it's no, better
0: for the islanders no, i think it's better for the one islanders nothing games is what the yes. nhl wants
3: yes hockey fans love it trust me no, if you live not. on long island they love the one nothing games
0: it's what hockey's about <laughs> i want to tell you something And then you guys can have your fun little conversation. But look at me in the eyes, Mikey Meatballs, and look good. This is the face of a three-time champion this millennium. Yeah, you got four cups, but you weren't alive for those, so those don't count. Either way, rear view mirror. I wish you nothing but the best. Why? Because I'm a class act. Now screw it. Now screw
2: Well, that was a nice little preview for it. Uh, Thanks, Dave, for that. Uh, Penn's Isles coming up, and we have Bruins Caps. So I guess let's just get to our our game picks, right? With the third star, we'll just pick the the E-Series. So let's get to our third star of the week. (laughs) And, uh, well, you guys already had some fighting words. And I'll give my picks quickly, and I'll let you have the floor here. With this Pens Isles series, I have really no feel for it whatsoever. I do know you have – Isles have been strong goaltending, and they're a really well-coached team. They have good the Pens fits in, the, in uh, the past. But then when you look at uh, some stuff that Josh Yowie said, who, who covers the Penguins, the Athletic, who was on the previous uh, minus three of this week, you know he started to mention how – Sidney Crosby looked great in April, but May he's been kind of sluggish, and you kind of think like maybe it's the age thing kicking in, or maybe it's the lack of uh, high-end offensive help, like the guy like Evgeny Malkin who just came back mm. from injury and he didn't look so great either. And you also have to wonder too, like you know, if he's not right and if Crosby is sluggish now, it's like do they have enough firepower to overcome a team like the Isles who won't make mistakes and is a good defense team, good goaltending team? So I guess. I'm gonna go with the Isles in this series because when you have a person who covers the team and says that, you kind of feel kind of uh, scared about that. And I know they haven't played the best hockey going to the playoffs. I know we were joking about how every Isles fan's nervous, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I'm I'm gonna roll with the Isles here. And to make my Bruins' Cavs pick quick, I hate the Cavs. I'm okay with the Bruins, weirdly enough. Don't really have a hatred towards them. Plus, in our uh, extra points league, I did pick the Caps. I mean, sorry, the the Bruins, to win the Stanley Cup, so I'd be a weirdo if I didn't rock with my pick there the whole rest of the way. So I'm going to go Isles, and I'm going to go Bruins uh, going forward.
3: Yeah, I like the Bruins too. I think that Taylor Hall line right now is really – Really picking it up. He's fitting it perfectly.
2: For that them, move so. was that. The move changed everything. It really. <clears throat> yeah. it, it may spurt I mean, if they win the Stanley Cup, you could pinpoint getting Taylor Hall, putting him in the second line as a new top six guy. It. It's just worked wonders. I can't say enough good things about that. And it sucks for us that he's going to probably be with them for the future and playing yeah. our teams. But in terms of the, the series and going forward, it is an absolute A plus move for the Bruins to get him.
3: Yeah, I definitely think I, I I do agree with your Bruins pick there. I, I do like them to win that series. But uh as long as as, as it goes for the Islanders, I think so. I, I think they've been playing dead a little bit for the past you know month, especially in these games. You know, where they had to come out and win, they came out and win. They dominated. Like the Devils, the last game at the Coliseum, dominated that. The Rangers games, they dominated. So, like I said, they've been playing dead a little bit, I think. I think there's something that they didn't want to show on tape. And now coming into the playoffs, I think they're going to be full force. I don't see, you know, where they go wrong. They're the underdogs again. It's it's the same story as it's been for the past few years for the Islanders. We know they're coming in as underdogs and then they exceed expectations. Yeah, I think everyone's probably counting them out. Oh, you know, Pittsburgh, better record, one division, they're just going to run through the Islanders. If you're a casual hockey fan, that's probably what you're thinking. But I think for the, the keys for the Islanders to win this series are they got to get a, get the first goal. They got to be up first. And then they just got to force Pittsburgh to play a physical style of hockey. You know, just they can get a one two nothing lead and just kind of lock down after that. I trust Varlamov to shut everything down. I think he's going to be the number one all the way throughout. And then the one person I think that they have to key in on is letang i think Latang is going to be the, the key guy there where he's got this type of effect like when i'm watching the Islanders play the penguins where it's almost similar to headman where he's got the puck at the blue line and you're just like all right something's or when he's bringing it up you know up ice you're just like all right they're scoring here because you just i can just feel it and i think most other fans can too um so i think they just got to be tough in front of the net no deflections just let you know rolamov See the puck make clear, easy saves, and I, I think that's the key to victory right there. When you go goalie matchup between you know Jari and mm-hmm. uh, De Smith, and then Varlamov and Sorokin, the Islanders definitely have the upper hand in it. Sure, I mean, uh, Jari has played well against the Islanders this year, and so has DeSmith, Smith. But overall, in the whole you know grand scheme of this the the year, Varlamov has been much better, so is Sorokin. <laughs>
2: Starting here with our second star of the week. Obviously, these stories are less important, but the playoffs on the way, but we got a nice big preview for you right there already. But some very interesting comments coming from Buffalo, uh, in particular with Jack Eichel, GM Kevin Adams, and I believe uh, who's a Reinhardt had a couple of comments too, Mm -hmm. but we'll stick with the Eichel stuff. Um, I mean we all know the story. His weird year, injuries, didn't really play much. They're gonna finish last in the whole NHL. Ton of trade rumors. He's gonna go to New York, he's gonna go to Boston, is he gonna go to Los Angeles? Um, and then the season ends, and the players have their eggs interviews, and Eichel comes out and basically says that he's worried about Jack Eichel like first and foremost, and it seems like he's quite unhappy, he doesn't wanna be there. But Kevin Adams said that he never Formally requested a trade. I'm not sure really how much that means. I don't think you need to request a trade to be traded. Um, I saw, you know, odds are, and I think you would agree with me, that Eichel is going to be moved here. It's just a weird scenario when you have two of your top players, uh, Reinhardt and Eichel, coming on saying that they are very disappointed with the organization and they want changes and they want to, you know, do what's best for them, uh, which to me makes it sound like they just want to be moved. So, you know, his contract is big, it's a, and in the teams he wanted to go to, I'm not sure if they could really swing it. The Rangers would basically have to give up Mika Zubaneja and not resign sign him. And I just don't see that happening, especially with my prediction of they're going to resign Mika to probably 70 mil a year, and he'll be 29 when the season starts. You know, he'll play out that contract, and I guarantee they're – I mean, not I guarantee, but I, my prediction is they're also going to name him team captain because the Rangers did not have any more of the C this year. If they – especially with Quinn gone, which we'll get to next – and they're not going to reunite Eichel in New York with his old coach, I don't see the reason or necessity to get rid of Mika, who is a guy that everyone loves and had an awesome season once he got it, recovered from COVID to bring in Jack Eichel. as in terms of the Boston Bruins, you know, they could probably get Taylor Hall on the chief now because he said multiple times he wants to stay there. I'm not sure exactly what their finances are, what their plans are, but Eichel obviously has a history of playing in Boston. That's another opportunity for him. Maybe he wants to go to L.A. again, unsure of what their their the, the future will hold for him. But to uh, to ask you the question, do you see any chance of Boston retaining guys like Reinhardt and Eichel, or do you see it, it's just going to be start from scratch, they're going to blow it up and, you know, start new with someone else that's not named Jack Eichel?
3: I don't know. I think it will probably go like this where there's rumors that Eichel will want to go to Montreal, and then, you know, Colorado will be in on him, L.A. will be in on him, Rangers will be in on him, and then next thing you know, he's back in Buffalo. So
2: really? Wow. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I will say this, I let mean, let me, what, what happens if they go and hire John Davidson and Jeff Gordon and David Quinn, and then it basically, you know, you have, you were running his old coach and then you have a two guys here that wanted to get him. They were keying in on him for quite a uh, while with the Rangers. And then he, then that could convince him to say, that is a scenario that I could see happening too.
3: That's exactly what I was thinking. I, and you brought this up. Um, I think it was last week or the other day when you mentioned that you thought maybe those, those guys from the Rangers staff could go to Buffalo, which I do think is a possibility. And I do think it's interesting because those guys were pretty good at their jobs. So if Buffalo hires them, it's, you're getting a pretty good staff and the way Buffalo played at the end of the year, they had a, you know, they were, they, they were starting to build more of a, a compete type uh, a culture for themselves there. And I think, you know, guys like Reinhardt and Eichel, they're they're the type of guys. It, it's got to be. It's got to start somewhere at the top. Like I know you were a, not a great team or whatever, but there's got to be some accountability with the players there. You know, you guys are the the top guys. You gotta you gotta make it happen. And I think if they can get a staff who can convince those guys that all right, you're the top guys. You it's we're building around you. And, you know, I, I know they've been doing this for a while now, but if they and if you can get you know Eichel and Reiner to buy in with the new staff and they, they all combine. I they're not a terrible team. They're really not.
2: And we could spend 10 seconds on this because I'm sick and tired of thinking or talking about it as you get to sit there and gloat and watch your Islanders play the penguin Sunday. And I wish my team was in the playoffs, but not totally surprised. We talked about it last week with the Rangers firing Gordon and JD. You figured the head coach is probably next. Cause you rarely ever keep a, uh, get rid of a GM and keep the coach and you know, they fired David Quinn after a few seasons here with the the Rangers. And I, I loved him as a, obviously as a Boston university guy, he was a coach there. You know, he was, um, I, I don't know, you know, after his third season, I thought that he deserved another shot, especially with how the team has kind of responded to the new additions. And they were, like I said, they were a, an inch away really from making the playoffs and there would have been a, a good playoff team in any other division, But I guess they want to move forward with Jury. They want to give him, you know, full power and start a new regime. and, And this rebuild, I guess, is marking the end of the rebuild because they fully expect to be cup contenders next year, which is exactly my issue with James Dolan, is the expectations are a little lofty, and sometimes you get kind of uh, it's it just, it's a messy thing to go right from being a rebuilding team to a, a cup contender team. I will say the roster in place it should be fine. That's, that's definitely a, a plus and to wrap up the, with the coaching, you know, prospects or hires or who it may be. I mean, if they hire John Tortorella or Mike Babcock, I'll probably never watch the Rangers ever again. So that's exactly uh, what uh, I know. Some people are saying like Gerard go It wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be an awful choice. Um, but uh, My whole thing, too, with like getting rid of Quinney is I don't know if there's a better option. And he has such a good rapport, with these younger guys, especially there. He definitely screwed up, did not play the younger guys as much as he should have. Some players like Howden or Hayek had a little too much ice time and they weren't really producing. I get I get why I just and this is not just for my team or for the NHL or, you know, this goes for any sport. To me, it makes zero sense to start a rebuild with a certain regime and then fire those people before the rebuild you can say is complete. And to me, the rebuild is complete when the team finally makes the postseason. So I don't understand why you're doing that. That is all I have to say on the matter and that, and also don't hire Tortorella or Babcock and I'll give the floor to you. Yeah.
3: Bring in, uh, bring in torts. I think that's exactly what, what we just want. Just
2: block shots, right? Just make everyone like a bottom six forward, just block shots. that why I'm wearing the Columbus
3: jersey today because Torts is yeah. a, a free man. I think yeah. I will say, um, Columbus, I, I, I almost think Tortorella, he, he like sabotaged the season for Columbus themselves at, cause he wanted out. That was just the, I know this is mass mutual East division, but they were, they were probably the most miserable team I watched all year.
2: It's it's so funny with Torch because he's a guy that when things are going well, he's fiery. You're like, oh, he's probably yeah. awesome. Yeah, obviously, American coach, so a little more juice, in you know, in our country here. And he's been there, done that with the Rangers already, where he's you know brought them on these these deep playoff runs. It's just like the game has passed him a little bit. You know, it's the same kind of thing with like what happened with Babcock. Like, yeah, he was a legendary coach all his years in you know, Team Canada, all that Red Wings but uh but the, like the game is not what it used to be it's not this thing where you have to have these grinder types and de- defensive style and blocking shots like they have the range you know talking about the rangers they have highly skilled players you cannot bench them because they didn't like forecheck or backcheck mm-hmm. it's just like oh my uh look, I don't want to bore the people with this. We have better things to talk about with the playoffs, but yeah, you can see the pain I'm in. The only thing that's keeping me afloat really is just the fact that the roster in place, thanks to Gordon and JD, has been in a good spot. And I think Quinn himself did a pretty good job of bringing guys along. And I'd be a little more... I'd be happier with the firings if some of the younger players didn't really pan out the way I thought they would, but Beach Nevis being great. And you saw really good flashes from Heedle and especially towards the end of the season with Lafreniere and Kako, they produced, they were playing really, really good hockey on the ice. They were controlling the game if they had to. And then obviously Adam Fox, another young player who Gordon and JD picked up and, you know, with the coaching of, of Quinn, you know, he's now a top two, I would say top two, three at the worst, uh, Norris Chopin for the next few years and he's you know a, a total he's a beast and he's done some really good positives for this team so thank you Quinn uh JD and Gordon but uh I I'm, I'm I'm done I'm done with the Rangers and I'm fully focused on my Isles and Bruins pick and that is it
0: good stuff spaghetti and meatballs listen bottom line I wish meatballs all the best I wish his uh plucky bunch the best but I am gonna ride with this with the uh, I almost called him the Steelers the Penguins Minus 138 to meet the Bruins. Also bet those Bs to vanquish the Capitals. Also minus my 138 odds on that series. And uh, all those best bets we started the show off with, cash in on those if you're brave enough to do it. And uh, for Eddie Spaghetti and Mikey Meatballs and Kevin Hench and Josh Yowie for joining us earlier in the week, go back and listen to that deep dive on the East Division. Um, we'll be back after the weekend to break it all down for you and project ahead into the NBA playoffs and beyond. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.